If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Friday, April 28th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for, and I don't think that you have noticed this, Callie, or maybe you have. Okay. I don't think we've even had really time to notice it, but I am grateful for the ease at which we were, which we are now able to find stuff to talk about on The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Versus sometimes last year when we were just, you were working, we were chasing Allie around, all that other stuff, and we would sit down to record and have nothing. Yeah. Literally had nothing. Mm -hmm. And we'd be like, I burnt an Eggo waffle this morning. And you'd say, how did that make you feel? And I would say, not grateful. And that'd be the show. (laughs) Thanks for listening. At least I feel like that's how it went. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for comfy clothes. I was on a mission to like dress up more, even when we're working from home. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, why would I do that? Why would I do that? You can dress up more in comfy clothes. Well. I mean, I have a pair of basketball shorts that I don't know how long I've had them for that are very comfy. Mm-hmm. I wear them all the time. Mm-hmm. If I have anything in my pockets, they fall down. I have been leave. I have forgotten that I'm wearing those at home only pants and gone to Publix and literally had to hold my pants up leaving the store. <laughs> so you can you can have nice things and not leave the house. Here's my what. Point. Yeah. Well, here's what happened is I, you know, I was like, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to do my makeup every day that I'm at home. I'm whatever. And I actually did that for a couple of days and I've been making more of an effort, but then cozy, cozy earth sent us the jogger sets. Oh, so comfy. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I put it on and then I'm like, wait a minute. Why? I, it left my mind immediately when I tried them on. I'm like, why were real clothes a good idea? Yeah. Like I don't. I'm, I can't remember why I thought that was a good idea. The second I put that on, I'm like, I'm never taking this off again. I'm actually kind of sad that they sent us those gifts so close to spring and summertime because the hoodie is so comfortable and I know my days are numbered wearing it. Yeah. Well, you know, the, way, the way the way spring works in Atlanta is it's at night. It's. 40 degrees, 40 degrees, 40 degrees, 50 degrees, 50 degrees, 50 degrees, 91 degrees, 91 degrees, 91 degrees, and then it's October. Yeah. Anyways, it is Friday, which means we do a one to scale check-in, one to 10. Scale. One to 10 check-in. Check-in. Uh, Jeff Dollar on a scale of one to 10, how are you this week? I don't, I don't, I, I, I want to say nine again because- This optimism that I have is almost annoying me. This excitement that I have about the future. You should. We've had a really exciting week. We have so many cool things going on. We do, but we also, but, but every single one of them is also a little bit stressful as it is Mm -hmm. right when, when you're a, a entrepreneur, I guess. So yes, I've also had some, I mean, I'll talk more about it next week, but I also got some very sad news this week and had to do some very sad things involving a, a friend who's been sick for a while. And that's tough, but I helped somebody launch a podcast. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I am. What do you think I am? 
You pick my number for me. I think you are a seven. Okay. I was going to say 7.5. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, you're definitely not bad, but are you stellar? I don't know. Like we've had, um, I know yesterday you're, you weren't organized. You were very well intentioned with being organized this week and you weren't. So I feel like that throws you off a little bit. And I feel, I mean, I feel the same. I'm like a six this week. I had a lot of awesome work productivity this week, but I also just, so we'll talk about this more next week, but one of our really good friends is, has entered hospice care, which has been really hard. And so you know, this has happened in my life a couple of times with family members or my grandparents or whatever, someone that you love a lot. And you just kind of have this pit like right under your chest. I don't know if you feel this way, but where you're just like waiting for that phone call that uh, you don't want to get. And I just, I'm like, it's, it just is so, I just have a pit in my stomach. I think, actually, I don't want to talk about it because I don't, I just don't. It's been, there's been a, it's just been a heavy week mm-hmm. for that with me. And I will, I'll devote, devote some time to it next week, but I just don't. Not today. Yeah. Just not today. Yeah. It's just all very, it's just very sad. It's so. Disease and stuff. It's just sad. It just, it's not fair. On a lighter note, would you like to know how I publicly humiliated someone? Oh my God. I don't know. Do I? Actually, I didn't. I, it actually was not a public humiliation. I think I think I was really, really genius. Okay. So, you know how, if you've been listening to the show for the past month or so, I have just been on this bandwagon about the people who use it's the- It's not hand- a bandwagon because you're not jumping on someone else's bandwagon. It's a crusade. On this crusade, these these people who use the handicapped parking spots at the Starbucks I go to, and I get to see it because I go into the Starbucks to get the, the drink, and I get to see who the people are, right? And I walk around the car. I see if they got the thing on their dashboard. I see if they've got the license plate stain, sticker, whatever it is on the license plate. I look. I don't think I've ever, I truly don't think I've ever seen a, a proper use of the handicapped parking spot, mm-hmm. right? The wheelchair parking spots. You know, turn mm-hmm. them. Okay. So I went in on Wednesday and watched a person as I was waiting for a parking spot to open up. I watched a person pull into that spot, the wheelchair spots and get out of the car and go in. They did not look, they dressed like they were on their way into the office. So when I walked in, it did not look like a, a food delivery person, which is usually the guilty person. Mm-hmm. When I went in, they were just standing in line. I did a lap around the car. No stuff mm-hmm. on the dashboard Blackards. or anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so I went in and I got in line behind him. And then I pretended to make a phone call. And my phone call said, hey, yeah, I'm at Starbucks. Do you want anything? No. Uh-uh. No, I'm at the one where you got the ticket for parking in the handicapped parking spot. <laughs> yeah. Did they look at you? No, they left. They left and got in their car immediately. Okay. Point made. Point made. Point made. Well, partially point made. No, that was a non, that was a, that was a, that was a, a petty slap down that was perfectly executed mm-hmm. because 
they made that they're like, oh, I can get into, oh, I'm not just inconveniencing someone who has already spent a good part of, of their life being inconvenienced on account of the wheelchair they're in. Right. It was, oh, I selfishly might have to pay 50 bucks. I'm going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So I hope the next Starbucks they went to had a drive through line wrapped around the building and counter service was. That's not very up. upside Jeff Dollar. So Either far, we've talked about <clears throat> hospice, looming death and hospice and um, the handicap parking story. Do we have something? What else you got on today's show? <laughs> I have something about Ben Franklin. Oh, okay. Let's talk about Ben Franklin. What's up with that fellow? Ben Franklin. <laughs> I I I think there I think there is an interesting concept for a podcast about Ben Franklin. Where I'm sure there's a hundred podcasts about Ben Franklin, where we talk about and and who have we? When I say the host, the hosts of the show talk about people who are incredibly accomplished before the age of 21, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about the people who apply to and get into a hundred colleges mm-hmm. or the person who goes to medical school at the age of 16. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, and I don't think these people currently exist in the world. I'm talking about people like Ben Franklin who do things along the lines of discover electricity, form a new country, write three books, and then celebrate their 20th birthday. I'm talking about people like that. Was he accomplished before his 20th birthday? I don't know. I feel like, well, I think if back then everybody died at age 30. so you had That's to, true, you had but to I do feel like early. the pictures of him, like at least the ones that I have in my head, like Very the old. illustrations of him. Yeah, he's like balding and like, you know, well, like doesn't I, have that much hair and he's got wrinkles in every photo. So if he's only if, 30, like, you know, I feel like we need to, we owe him an apology. Well, I don't think they had a lot of retinol back then. I don't think that had been invented. That is true. So he might have just, and you know, the hair, right? Wasn't Ben Franklin, the guy flying the kites mm-hmm. and then electricity made the hair. Could have been 26. I don't know. But I just feel like back in those days, mm-hmm. people were extraordinarily accomplished by the age of 25. And I saw an article about Ben Franklin that mentioned gratitude. It was was something he did when he was 20 years old that I thought was remarkable. He decided at age 20, he wanted to be a better human being. He says, I want to have, I want to improve my character. Okay. At age 20. One point for Ben. I like this. So he made a list of virtues that he wanted to uh, emulate, follow. I don't, mm-hmm. what, do you do, what do you do with a virtue? Uh, I think. Uh, I guess the rules. Encapsulate. Whatever. He wanted it. He, he the, had virtue. He had virtue. Z- virtues. His his thirteen <laughs> virtues. I feel like we're off the rails <laughs> were right now. His thirteen virtues were, uh, and then he wrote wrote them on. He wrote each one on a page of a notebook, mm-hmm. um, with lines next to it, and then a then he would write the date at the top. And mm-hmm. every day that he honored, I guess one of these virtues, okay, or practiced one of these virtues, he would check it off. So it was an old school gratitude journal. Okay, his thirteen virtues were. Temperance, mm-hmm. meaning do don't eat and drink to excess. Okay, so gluttony, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, silence. Speak only if it will benefit others. Avoid trifling conversation. Trifling. Which is gossip, right? Yeah. Order. Let all your things have their places. Let each part of your business have its time. I love that one. Yeah. Resolution. Um, perform without fail what you resolve. So keep your word. Frugality. You d- waste nothing and, and you know, make no expense that, that doesn't benefit you or others. Industry. Uh, always be doing something useful. Sincerity. Justice. Moderation. Cleanliness. Tranquility. Chastity. And then the last one is humility and gratitude, which... No pressure here, but he described that by saying, imitate Jesus and Socrates. Hmm. So he was gratitude journaling. He was. Before Oprah even made it a thing. And the upside even made it a thing. That is true. Yeah. Um, And then it went on to tell a story, which I thought was pretty cool. He was working for a printer named Samuel Keimer and- I feel like everyone then was a printer. It's like you're a printer or a cobbler. Right. Or a priest. Or a blacksmith. Or a blacksmith. Those are like the four career options you have. Um, just today, not he didn't get along with his boss, the guy who owned the print ever. shop, so he quit. So started his own competitive print shop. Term life and oh, sounds like you. By Gerber Life. Then um, <laughs> protect your family. So and when the guy secure, no who he used to work for was happens, struggling, it's quick not only did he give him easy business advice, but when he went out of business, to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy. They use that as an example of ten minutes. Life insurance can have a Bad um, rap here's my follow-up question to I that. I have to be honest with you. Uh, I wait, don't what totally are you reading it, online? That you, using fabric, you were deep diving so into articles about Benjamin Franklin. It wasn't a Benjamin seamless Franklin digital it experience. It's all online. Oh, it's okay. on your time. And if you need extra help, Fabric's team of licensed insurance agents can answer questions along the way. It takes less than 10 minutes. Fabric has partnered with Gerber Life, trusted by millions of families just like yours for over 50 years. And they've got over 1,600 five-star reviews on Trust Pilot and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash upside. That's M-E-E-T-F-A-B-R-I-C dot com slash upside. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Meet fabric.com slash upside. Ellie is two now and we love to watch her imagination go and go and go and go. And it is really cool to see what her brain comes up with. But we also love for her to learn when she's playing. Well, KiwiCo helps us do that. They are defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and fun for kids. Each month, KiwiCo delivers crates packed with fun um, and they spark creativity with their kid-friendly topics and activities. So they're different for kids of all ages. When Ellie was just a baby, she had like little black and white flashcards that she could look at and focus on. And then now, most recently, she got the koala crate, which is a crate for kids two to four. Um, and that was had her little doctor's kit in it. And she absolutely loves the play. But this goes for kids of all ages. There's something for everybody. It's shipped right in your house. It is educational. It is a fun activity for you guys to do together and create some of those core memories that your kids are going to remember the rest of their life. As a parent, it can be really hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy, challenged, and off their screens. KiwiCo does the legwork for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together, and they will love getting mail every single month. Redefine learning with 
play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative competence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash upside. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash upside. Okay, here are your three random things for today. The first, Callie, I'm going to do with an apology to you. I did not recognize during the first week of April the birthday of the inventor of the post-it note. And I know, I know that is an important person to you. It is. You love yourself a good 3M brand post-it note. Must be 3M brand. Um. You know the, that the post-it note was invented in 1968 by this guy, Samuel, or I'm sorry, Spencer Silver mm-hmm. at 3M, and he loved it, started showing it to all of his coworkers. Nobody was really interested in it for 12 years. The actual post-it wasn't invented till 1980. Way before his time. But right after he invented it, he showed it to another guy who worked at 3M named Art Fry, and he's like, oh, that's cool, sticky paper, whatever. But then Art found himself at church using the sticky paper strips to mark pages in his hymnal. Mm. Then he goes back to Spencer, mm-hmm. and he's like, dude, this thing's huge. This is great. My friends want it because, you know, those church books are always super thin pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to find or whatever. So he's like, oh, I can get right to my hymns, like, lickety split. So he showed all of his... All the coworkers, nobody was interested for 12 years. Then it was invented in 1980. And in the year 2010, I think, he was inducted into the Inventors Hall of Fame. Oh, good. I'm glad he got to, well, hopefully he was alive to see that. So happy birthday, post-it inventor. Your second random thing for today is that according to an ENT, and um, which is an ear, nose, and throat doctor, and uh, a sleep uh, expert... <laughs> Who specializes in snoring and sleep apnea? The best. I'm an. I'm an. People are going to hate us today, or they're going to be just laughing along with us. I don't know which one is going to be. Friday episode always hits a little bit different. It really does. And he recommends to get better sleep. You should remove distractions and you should sleep in a stark sleep environment. So he's like, do not have a TV. Do not have a bunch of like crap in your room, like the chair with all the laundry on it. Yeah. You know which one I'm talking about. Cause you have it. Mine's um, not a chair and it for me. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking about everyone listening. Cause everyone has a chair. I know. But what I'm saying is I don't have a chair piled with clothes. I actually pile my clean clothes on top of my dirty laundry <laughs> hamper. Jeff moved his hamper into our bedroom thinking, oh, this will be great. I won't put my dirty clothes on the floor now. They'll go right into the hamper. But now the dirty and the clean clothes are on the floor because it's also a convenient place to set yeah. my clean clothes. Yeah. And then I can't open the hamper. So I just throw the dirty clothes on the floor. He also says, which makes so much sense. And moms on call, on calls told us this with Ellie. Your bedroom should not be like a play space or a workspace. It should be like your sleep space. So it's not a place for entertainment. It's not a place for working out like I use it for. It's not a place for, you know, whatever. It's a place for sleeping. Like Ellie's room, she doesn't have toys in her room. She has books, but that's it. And mom's on call. That's one of the things they're like, it's too distracting. If your room is like a play yeah. stimulation area, it should be like very calm. Yes. Oh, and your third random thing <laughs> is the next time. Today is the last upside episode for the month of April. Mm-hmm. So here are some things to look forward to. Is that to. true? 
No. Yeah. Today's the 28th. Yep. So tomorrow's the 29th. Sunday's the 30th. 30 days, half September. April, June. And November, all the rest have 31, which would be April. Except, except for February, which is stuck in my bum. Um. What? That's like, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Monday's the first. Weird. Yeah. Um. So uh, here are a couple things that are going to happen in May. Mother's Day. The Kentucky Derby. If you're listening in the United Kingdom, uh, it's May Day, which is May 1st. And uh, April showers bring May flowers. So everything should get pretty. And if you've had allergies, prepare for them to get worse. And those are your three random things. Let's send you off into your weekend feeling good about the world. Today's beautiful human alert is about the Austin Fire Department. They were driving around as they do or coming to and from somewhere. It's four guys in their fire truck and they see a 95 year old man mowing his lawn. Not only that, but he was struggling because he was mowing the lawn uphill. The, you know, the yard is on a hill. These guys pull their fire truck over. Back in my day, I had to mow the lawn uphill both ways (laughs) in the snow. That doesn't have anything to do with anything. (laughs) Friday show. Um, But they stopped their truck. They got out and these four guys mowed the lawn of the 95-year-old guy because they were like, dude, no, absolutely no. You should not be doing this. We're going to do it for you. We're going to help you out. It took four young men to do the work that one 95-year-old man was doing? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. They sure don't build them like they used to. So anyways, uh, the firefighters Austin at the Austin Fire Department, their names are Lieutenant Matt Avery, Fire Specialist Eric Lupton, Firefighters Wilson Rivas and Gus Weinhold. You are our beautiful humans this week. Thank you for listening to The Upside. Upside. With Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. By the time you are listening to this, Callie and I are probably at Ellie's school or have been there and come back because we volunteered for field day. We are doing Tiny Human Field Day. And I just had a thought a few minutes ago. Did we make a mistake? Because we got our assignments. I was supposed to go early and help set things up, but they moved a lot of the activities inside. Did I get assigned to something? Um, I'm sure. I don't know if you got an email. Mm, I didn't. Oh, mine was because they moved me. Okay. They said, hey, you don't have to come in at 6 a.m. to set up the playground or the you know field. Uh-huh. Kind of, kind of rain. We're just doing everything inside. But if we get assigned to a booth or whatever... Or a station, I think they called it. Are we going to be able to see Ellie doing her thing? I think so. Okay. I think we're going to have a good time. I'm really excited. Okay. Do you think we're going to get judged for going as a couple again? I don't care anymore. We had so many Upside listeners say, don't even, that, that's, you guys are so lucky and Ellie is so lucky that you'll be able to do this and who knows how long you'll be able to do it for. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So go for it. So I'm excited. I just hope we'll be able to see her. So hopefully you don't say this. Um, but my daughter yesterday told me that I was in a funky mood and our dog was in a funky mood. Um, and as it turns out, uh, I guess that Mercury is in retrograde or something and it affects specific zodiac signs, which 
is 100% affecting me, and I didn't even realize it. So maybe this is something that's happening to your household, too. Love you all. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, guys. Callie, uh, you just told your story about Whole Foods and the lady sneezing on the bag and then also just being so unaware that she was taking forever. Okay. I am a Publix diehard. That's it. I'm never living in a state where Publix doesn't exist. I feel like just Publix employees and customers are just nicer. Um, I don't know if all Whole Foods are like this, but I know, like, the few that I have gone to in, you know, North Atlanta, the people there are so rude. Like, I had to ask an employee for something the other day, and it, it seemed like I was inconveniencing her, which number one, but also, too, the patrons. I don't know, maybe because Whole Foods is a little bougie, like, people think that they don't have to get out of the way, but I don't get the hype. I get it for some things, but, like, then you can just order it online. That's my that's my thing. And that lady is gross. She should not be allowed to pick out her own groceries if she's going to sneeze on them and put them back. Sorry. Privilege lost. Hey, guys, it's Liz. I'm just weighing in on Ellie's body training. Um, I do agree like with the person that spoke to Kelly, she's probably not exactly ready yet, and it's okay. She's still super young. Um, if you want to keep trying with where you're going, um, you can put the diaper on her when she asks for it and, like, give her the high five and tell her, that's great, you know, when you need to go potty. And then if she's using, like, the smaller kid-sized plastic potties, when she says she wants the diaper, you can always say, okay, let's put the diaper in the potty, and she pees on the diaper. And then she does that for a while, and then you can take it out entirely, and she just goes in the pot. Now, the risk of that, obviously, is that she will then think that a diaper goes in a regular toilet, and that's bad. Um, but I, I just don't think she's quite there yet. It's exciting that she wants to learn. Maybe she can pick out fun panties that she wants to wear. Um, but she'll get there. She, again, she's a super smart kid. So when she wants to, she'll be like, okay, this is worth my time. Kelly and Jeff, hi. This is Amy calling from Pennsylvania. I am just listening to um, an episode where, you know, Kelly, you're reacting to comments on the Facebook page and, um, you know, hanging on by a thread. And first of all, I just want to hug you. Second of all, you guys know your relationship. Don't worry about what other people say, Callie. No one, we, we have no idea what your day-to-day is. I have the utmost respect for the two of you because, one, you are married and 24-7 together. I, I would kill someone. <laughs> um, but you, you know, you had the courage to quit your job and, and you know, take on your, your, your side business. And I'm saying that in air quotes because that's what that was to begin with. You know, you, and you decided to take that on full time. And you guys are doing it. You guys are killing it. You know what? If you bicker on the show, who doesn't? You know, if you, and again, air quotes, if you're picking on each other on the show, what married couple does it? Do not worry about what other people think about your relationship, about you guys as parents, about you as a business owner. And, and I'm going to share one of the best pieces of advice I ever received, ever. And I instill this in my, my kids' heads on a daily basis. What other people think of you, Callie, is none of your business. Keep on doing. Thanks, guys. Happiness is amazing. It's so amazing, it doesn't matter if it's yours or not. It's that lovely thing. A society grows great when old men plant trees, the shade of which they know they will never sit in. Good people 
do things for other people. That's it, the end.